I'm Matthew Woods, host of Leading Out of the Woods, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. I come from a family of educators in El Paso. I have principals in my family, district psychologists. I mean, every position that you could imagine working in a school district, someone in my family has taken that role. So for me, the path to education was very clear, very early on. Carla Estrada is in her seventh year of teaching in Title I schools in Austin, Texas. Her teaching career has been focused on English as a second language and bilingual education. She also taught abroad in Spain. She currently teaches in a self-contained fifth-grade bilingual classroom while also running her own bakery. This is a woman who wears many hats, and she wears them well. I talked to her as she was wrapping up the fall semester with her students and managing the holiday baking rush. The fact that she still made time to chat with me speaks to how strongly she believes in what she came to share. I'm a person who really enjoys learning new things and exploring different areas of expertise. So that's what I was doing. And I happened upon Paz Mosqueda, who is the sales and marketing representative for B-Readers here in Austin. And I messaged her saying, you know, I have a class of 80 fifth graders who through COVID and home life factors and many of which are recent immigrants, um, maybe one to two years emergent bilinguals into the country, have huge gaps in reading. I'm talking we're fifth graders at a kindergarten, first or second grade reading level. Yeah. And that went from being able to sound out words to actually comprehending what was in the text. Um, So there were these huge gaps and We've exhausted as a district every other resource. I mean, we've used. Carla recited a very long list of resources that her district has used to try and fill the learning gaps and raise her students' reading levels. She wasn't slamming any of these resources, but her students really needed something more. And for me, the biggest element of that was how do I know that these kids are understanding what they're reading while they're reading it? Mm -hmm. Every other program uh, checks for comprehension at the end of the story and what happens on the pages in between. Carla found B-readers, B-E-E readers, like the insects that we depend on for honey and pollination. She watched the videos posted on their website and on LinkedIn, and she was really impressed. This was a program that checked comprehension throughout. Um, So I messaged Bas, and we've been in contact ever since. It's been a great year of a relationship with Bee Readers, um, where a lot of students have been served. You're listening to the Ed Curation Podcast. We're bringing you stories from educational leaders about the instructional resources, practices, and movements that are reshaping learning. Today, we're learning about Bee Readers from educator Carla Estrada. What exactly is Bee Readers and how is it used in a classroom? Bee Readers is a reading program in Spanish with culturally relevant text, which is the biggest piece for me in my classroom is that uh, I have students from every Latin American country and these texts are written authentically by 
authors in those Latin American countries with vocabulary used in each country. In B Readers, you can assign students texts. They can explore the library on their own, or they can do short challenges, which are about a paragraph, a couple paragraphs long. And at the end of every text or throughout uh, a book, it asks them comprehension questions. Within a book, there may be on the third page, two or three comprehension questions about what they've read so far. Within the shorter text, which they call desafios, it has four comprehension questions at the end of the desafio. It teaches kids to utilize highlighting tools to mark aspects of the text like vocabulary, characters, setting. It also has notepads where they can learn to take notes about what they're reading. It also has a live dictionary on there, which is really unique because it is culturally relevant text and they are written by authors in these different countries. Some of the vocabulary is specific to that country. And me as a, a Mexican born Spanish speaker may not understand what the Chilean word is. And you can actually click on the word and it will tell you how that word is said in each Latin American country, if it differs. That's super unique. And that's yeah, something I've never special. heard of anything like that. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's very special to the kids because they feel that they are being recognized. Their cultures are being recognized. It's a great tool to use. It's very comprehensive. It also has lesson plans and activity sheets on there. It has a full resource page, a page to download data as well, which has been super important to the sale of the program to my campus. Yeah. It's been amazing. So you talked about how you have some kiddos who are reading way below grade level, like two, three, four grades be below grade level. And then you have Spanish speaking kids who may be reading at grade level, but who are very beginning English speakers. And then you've also got English speakers in your class. So how does this program differentiate just on the ground? What are the kiddos actually doing? When kids first enter the program, they have to take a short assessment to gauge their reading levels and to gauge their interests. So that's a big element as well, because like I said, they feel recognized culturally, but they also feel recognized as in their interests. So the books that are pushed toward them are based on that data. Okay. So that's great. Apart from that, because I do have those huge differences yes. levels, yeah. those kids get to or the kids that use it get to master the skills that they most need. So it once they've taken their initial assessment, that data is then given to you and you can go and assign books that are based on those specific skills that the kids need to learn to master. Okay. I've seen in my newcomers, these are kids who have been here one to two years or maybe just immigrated to the U.S., I've had students that come with no recognition of what educational tools are because they've never attended school before, especially in a, this kind of clearing of COVID age, I wouldn't say post-COVID yet. A lot of these kids have never been to school, so they don't know how to even read in their home language. So it's been quite helpful in that way because this is a Spanish-only resource for yes. students. And for my students who have been here quite a while, it is bridging those gaps to 
kind of set them up with the biggest foundation possible for literacy in their home language so that as we are integrating English slowly, they are easier able to transition into proficiency in English. And for my English learners, because I do have a bilingual uh, classroom, but I do have kids who are higher in English, it's improved their Spanish overall. They are reading better in Spanish and they're better able to communicate with their families, which the families are thrilled about as well. Um, Not to mention that they get to explore this resource at home via a free app that doesn't require internet, which is huge because a lot of our kids uh, at a Title I school are under the poverty line and don't have access to internet so the fact that they get to use it internet free is amazing is a game changer so in your dual language classroom the goal is that students whose first language is english would become proficient in spanish and kiddos who are spanish native spanish speakers are learning english but this is a tool that helps them with their Spanish literacy, particularly for the the Spanish-speaking kids who need a boost in literacy in order to then be able to access a second language. Right. So so the model that you explained is a two-way dual language program. Mm -hmm. Our campus has a one-way dual language program. So we're just wanting to transition from Spanish to English, not the opposite way around. But as you said, yes, this uh, gives students a huge leg up because they are mastering those skills from reflection to evaluation and inferencing that they wouldn't otherwise get comprehensive support in. Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's, I want to hear more about the app. So you have this family app. Are you seeing a difference in the parent involvement? Absolutely. Because of the app? Yes. Our parents are aware most of the time that they have resources outside of the school to use. Mm -hmm. They have access to our campus libraries. They have access to public libraries. The problem is most of the time they do not have the means by which to get there, nor do they have the time to get there because Mm -hmm. they are working two, three jobs at a time. So the fact that B-Readers has that free, no internet access app that parents can download onto their phones, their tablets, they can use it on the computer, Samsung, Android, and iPhone or Apple is, like you said, a game changer for a lot of these families. I have seen families become more involved because they can read a different book every night rather than it being the same book every night because it might be the only book they have at home. Yeah. Kids go home and they're motivated to actually read. I assign them 20 minutes of reading a day. They spend an hour, hour and a half sometimes because they're so motivated to use this. And parents have come to me and thanked me for implementing this resource because again that piece of recognition culturally is huge for them they're used to here in the united states it's very mexican centric and they don't have anything different than that sometimes so for them to feel recognized culturally is is a motivator in and of itself in that it brings the family together to read together yeah the levels improve all around so good. So for example, in a classroom, you may have you may be dedicating a, a certain portion of time in your classroom to independent reading 
and they can choose their titles based on their interest level and their reading level, right? That's correct. Yes. Okay. So I start out my day every day with 20 minutes of B readers mm-hmm. and then go over to do a reading spiral review um, for five to 10 minutes. And those 20 minutes are just time for them to come in and chill, forget about everything that has happened at home, come in, have some breakfast, relax while you read. And again, it, it gets their mind going. I, I appreciate those comprehension questions throughout the text because it gets them thinking really early on in the morning, mm-hmm. but it's also not something that's exhausting to yeah. where it feels like work. So good. Um, so is there is there a pretty wide variety of titles and are the does the library continue to grow all the time? Yeah, absolutely. So B Readers has been so receptive to educator feedback. That's a big piece that helps the program continue to grow and continues to push out new titles for kids to read all the time. And it'll say like featured text this week and the kids get to explore that title. Yeah. And you said there are comprehension questions. Are there any other features that you could share with our listeners? As I said, I have kids who are extremely low academically in reading language arts specifically. And many of them don't know how to read independently at all. So having a text-to-speech feature in every text has been so helpful. It will actually read to them. They can select their voice. It's Maya or Miguel, and they can change it based on their preference. They can also add ambience, background music, if they need music to get a little bit more focused. If they choose not to have the music, I have kids who get distracted by that. They can take it off. It also has a lot of interactive pictures for them to explore to support their reading. That's been very helpful as well. And it gives them multiple chances. I appreciate that so much because I don't want to teach my students that you fail and you give up Mm -hmm. or you fail and you can just skip it and keep going. I want them to, if they mess up, learn what it was that they did wrong or what they didn't understand and go back to the question and do it again. So with those comprehension questions, every two to three pages, it will stop them and it will not let them continue until they've answered those four questions. They get three chances to answer those four questions. And if they get it wrong, not only does it repeat the question, but it rephrases it. Mm -hmm. Just in case they didn't understand the wording the first time, it's reworded and said repeated again a second time. And they can always go back to the text, explore it again, utilize their tools like their highlighters, their notes, their dictionaries, mm-hmm. and try again. And they get three t- chances to do that, like I said. And then once they've answered correctly, they can move on. And that really keeps the kids engaged and focused on their reading. So many other programs don't check for comprehension until the end of the text. So Mm -hmm. you have kids who will whiz through a 20-page text in five minutes and get to the comprehension questions and just guess. And us as educators, we know when that happens because there's no way that Susie, who's on a level or a first grade reading level, can finish that 20-page text in five minutes. Um, And because it really forces them to stop and answer those questions, it engages them so much more. They're actually practicing those skills like reflection, evaluation, and inferencing that B readers generates reports for. So you as a teacher, Mm -hmm. 
after they've finished their reading can go in and check immediately live what were your scores? And that's an opportunity that I use to check in with the student. Once they finish the reading, come to my desk. Let's check together. Yeah. Let's see your score. And how can we improve this specific skill that you were low on? And then they can go back and reread the text. Yeah. And so you have kind of a teacher dashboard and you get reports. What all is included in those reports? What kind of feedback do you get? Within those reports, Mm-hmm. You get to see your class, so you can have multiple classes assigned to you. If you're a teacher like me, who in my first year in fifth grade had three different class periods, you can see the number of correct answers and number of incorrect answers for your class or per student. You can see the no- total number of answers. It also breaks it down into percent correct and percent incorrect. Mm-hmm. Then it breaks it down into three separate sections. You have find and locate integrate and interpret and reflect and evaluate. The find and locate text would be like a direct quote from this text. Um, What did Susie say to Michael? And they have to go and find what Susie said to Michael. The integrate and interpret would be more inferencing. So that's a skill that is heavily tested in fifth grade on our star test. Um, That's our state standard test. Um, And they have to really master that skill. So for us, the interpret, integrate and interpret is consistently one of the lowest scored. And that's something that because I have that live data, I can send the student back to reread the text and they can reflect back on the, on that skill and the strategies that we've worked on for that skill and try it again. And more often than not, I will, I want to say like 90% of the time, the student will come back with the correct answer, but not only that, they will have understood why their previous answer was wrong and why this one is correct. Mm. And the last area is reflect and evaluate. So those are kind of questions where they have to summarize or they have to go back and just recall what the text said. Yeah. Super helpful. And you said they take an assessment at the very beginning when they first start using B readers, they take an assessment so that B readers can match them with the right reading level of books, then how does B readers know when their proficiency is increasing to increase their reading level? The program collects data after every text they read, the Mm -hmm. desafios and the books that you've assigned or the books from the library during their independent reading. And as it collects that data, it shows their growth and the data kind of the algorithm adjusts to match those levels that the student is on. So that's never something that you as a teacher have to ever go change. Right. And in the case that you think, you know what, this the program is not really serving the needs of the student, I think that they need to go down a level or they need to go up a level. On That is just an email away. That's really, really helpful. It's also an opportunity to build the relationship with the program that creates it with the creators. I I have been so lucky to build a relationship with not only Paz, but also Sebastian Molina, who works for the program. He's now the product manager and also with Ruben, who's the CEO of the program. And that's unheard of. I don't know how many teachers go and have a relationship with the people who work at iStation or iXL. No, I never have in seven years of teaching. This is the first time I've had one year of a relationship with the creators of the program. And not only do they give me the time to write a review or to talk to them, but they actually go and implement the feedback to improve the program, not only for me, but for my students, which is the most important part. 
I mean, Carla, this kind of adaptive technology within literacy is so targeted and it's so reassuring to a teacher. I got to tell you, I mean, when I started teaching, it was so hit and miss. We didn't know. We just, we, we did the dibbles, you know, we used the tools that were available to us and we tried to match kiddos up. But, but that constant monitoring is just not possible to do without this kind of adaptive technology. And it's so helpful. So, so mm-hmm. helpful. I agree. So you said you started using B readers last year into this year. So you've had about a year, year and a half to judge. What would you say has been the progress with students and the response? So speaking to the progress, I have seen major growth in students. I've had students who started off the year, our our district standard tests have scored a 20% in their home language, which is Spanish, on their assessment. After using B-Readers this whole semester, I did not anticipate this much growth. I anticipated maybe 10% growth. Yeah. 20% growth max. Which we'd still be celebrating, right? Exactly. We'd be celebrating that. I tell my students, if you grow one point, I don't care. I'm still going to be happy because you yeah. grew. Because right? you grew. This student went from a 20 to a 95% Stop. Oh my gosh. And every, I mean, every skill level that they could have worked on every element of reading, every strategy, all those things. The reason that there was so much growth, not because of me, because truly I don't have the time to sit with each student individualized. It's not possible. It's just not possible. We don't have enough hours in a day. None of us can. It's because they were so motivated to use this program. They felt so recognized that they were motivated to use it because Basmos Gaida came into my classroom and talked to my students about the program because the program genuinely showed care for them, for their culture, for their reading, for their growth that she was motivated and went home and used these strategies. She was motivated during our class time and used these strategies within the program to improve her reading. That that speaks for itself. And as far as the students, how they feel about the program, again, like I said, Paz Mosquera came into my classroom and asked the kids how they liked the program. She asked my students for their feedback and every single student raised their hand that they wanted an interview. They wanted to make a video for B readers <laughs> because they were so excited about it. That speaks for itself. Even my most quiet kids who never want to talk to anybody wanted to speak to B readers because it's made a huge impact for them. For them. So they love it. And you had Absolutely. one student who went from a 20% to a 90%. Is that, was that common? That kind of, did you see that kind of growth? The the, the growth more than I anticipated was common. The okay. growth to that extent, I mean, wow. That was extreme. but That you, was a but, standout, yes. But you saw growth. Overall, yes. Pretty much in overall. Every student, in every okay. single student, even the students who didn't take it home and read at home, there was still massive growth because that's something that I utilize in the morning. They can utilize it during centers, it also shares lesson plans for you to use as a whole group or as a small group. So those are things that I heavily implemented in my classroom as well. Yeah. And we saw a lot of growth as a result. Yeah. So fifth grade is your grade level and you have 12 classrooms using it. What grade levels could this span potentially? Now, as of the fall, B Readers is accessible to preschool through 12. So it's a huge 
range of ages. I have taught pre-K three before as my lowest grade level. And I can tell you, I would have used B readers in my pre-K three classroom. Okay. Because again, it gives the kids that opportunity to improve their reading levels through exploration, but also it's independence. If you can get them reading super early and be proud of what they're doing, that's going to follow them for the rest of their life. And it's going to make my job as a fifth grade educator so much easier. So much easier. So I'm curious, you said you're in a one-way dual language classroom, but there are other models. There's bilingual classrooms and two-way dual language classrooms and ESL classrooms. There are teachers out there listening who probably still have like ESL pullout situations. Is it applicable? Would it be a tool for all of those different models? I would say yes. We're always going to have students in our classrooms with differentiated needs. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we explore and exhaust every resource possible to make sure that those needs are met. B readers for me was the easiest way to go. It was a no brainer. Once I saw all the features that B readers had. And you had tried a lot of other things. You said. I mean, I've, I've explored all of them. I, I assume almost every resource on the market at this point and call me lazy or whatever. I know as an educator that I try. And if it's so much work to make the program work, guess what? That program's not for your classroom. I mean, I wouldn't say, I would, first of all, would never call you lazy, but (laughs) I would never call any teacher lazy, especially one that has a side hustle. But, um, but I, I know that you're speaking for every teacher when you say that, like, if I have to spend my own time to figure this thing out, or I can't get it to work right away, no teacher is going to use it. They just won't. Exactly. You don't have to spend your time printing out the little books and all those things that make our job so exhausting. I mean, the amount of time that we waste during our planning period doing those kinds of things, right. we don't have to do with e-readers because it it does it for us already. And it generates the data for us already. So we don't have to sit there after the fact, calculating Timmy's test and see where our class is. It does it for you. It alleviates every avenue of being a literacy teacher. Mm -hmm. And it makes it so easy to implement. Was there a learning curve or any kind of training that you needed? Or was it pretty much plug and play? So... To to initiate, they do sit down and give you a intensive kind of training on how to implement the program mm-hmm. um, where you will explore every feature. So that was very helpful. And then after that, they release all your codes to you. And like I said, they're only a phone call or an email away. They even respond to texts. And after the first try, it's pretty self-explanatory after that. And the kids genuinely enjoy what they're doing. So um, you, as a teacher, don't have to work strenuously to get the kids to use it. Yeah. Just cost-wise, you guys piloted it. And I'm assuming that you're now adopting. We are adopting it as a campus for three, two third grade classrooms and my bilingual fifth grade classroom. And is there per classroom pricing? Because I'm envisioning an educator out there listening who is not necessarily in a dual language or bilingual classroom, but has a certain number of English language learners that they're really wanting to provide more resources or compensation for. Would it be realistic for a teacher like that to be able to use B-readers? I think so. Um, B-readers makes educating 
their top priorities. So they will work with you to help you reach the students that really want to reach. Exactly. So um, for our campus, we explored campus-wide pricing, which was very reasonable, especially considering that we're a Title I school. We also explored class pricing because that's what ended up being the result. So it's very reasonable. It's very easily accessible. And if your campus decides not to purchase it through administration or through the funds that the campus has provided, explore fundraising, explore your PTA. I mean, our parents were, our parents, once they utilized it, they were ready to jump on board and say, I will give you the amount for my child and we will help you pay for this program. And your campus must be one-to-one technology. What kind of devices can your kids use this on? Chromebook, Kindle, pretty much whatever? It's accessible on Chromebooks. It's accessible on tablets. The ones that we have are iPads. They can do it through iPhone, Samsung, Android, computer. Every base is hit. So everybody can reach the program. Super helpful. Mm -hmm. Carla, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would really love for our listeners to know about B-Readers? I will just say that B-Readers has really changed the game for Spanish literacy. For, for me and for my campus. Often we are excluded from resources that are created first in English and Spanish is a secondary. Mm. Um, and often it's poor translation and it's non-authentic text and it's text that's not going to reach our students culturally. In addition to that, B-Readers really has made a difference for our kids because they feel seen culturally. It's mm-hmm. It's, it's text that is relevant to them and it's created in Spanish first. It's created with our students in mind. It's, it's really reaching our kids. You'll find B-Readers, B-E-E readers at edcuration.com or through the link in the episode notes. You can schedule a demo, inquire about pricing or a free pilot, You can also access their 2023 catalog to browse the wide variety of authentic Spanish content and authors from across the Spanish-speaking world for your K-12 students. We're pleased you joined us for this episode to learn about B-Readers and their amazing work to enhance literacy and equity in classrooms. If you have a tool or resource you'd like to share with our podcast audience or see listed on the EdCuration Comprehensive and Curated Marketplace, please reach out in the comments or through our website. At EdCuration, we do all the legwork for you to get the best resources into classrooms faster for the best student outcomes. We hope you'll join us again next week to reshape learning with the EdCuration podcast.